special thanks to Squarenix for sponsoring this video for Easy Allies. Welcome to the Easy Allies Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Road to Rebirth discussion. We are weeks away. We are in the month of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. So I have assembled the team here because we cannot contain the excitement, the hype for this game. And we're going to spend the next roughly hour kind of going down the path that has led us here to Rebirth and getting some of our thoughts, some of our, our experiences, and what we're most excited to see coming up in Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. So I'm Michael Damiani. I'm joined by Daniel Bodlerth, Michael Huber, and Isla Hank. How are the three of you doing? Great. Excellent. Very cool. <laughs> Bud is doing very, very cool. cool. <laughs> Trying to do his cool. best Cloud Strife impersonation right there. Yeah. Like, I'm ready. Cool. All right. And I'm glad you're ready because I think the best place to start is kind of at the beginning. Um, I have to know how all of us first got into Final Fantasy VII. What was your starting point for this journey? My starting point? My starting point would have been those, uh, like, whatever, the SIGGRAPH demo or whatever. <laughs> Remember oh, wow. those screenshots that was, like, originally on N64 or whatever? <laughs> that stuff. Um, and, which, you know, turned out to not really be Final Fantasy VII anyways, but it was like a test for, you know, how they are going to do the battle systems in 3D and everything. Um, and then, you know, just the, the, the hype train of the nineties was video cassettes. And, uh, I got that final fantasy seven video cassette in the mail. Oh my God. <laughs> You're a real one. dude. Holy crap. I'm not even sure why I got it. I guess I was on like a mailing list or something from, from final fantasy six and all of that, you know, three at the time. Uh, and yeah, so like I watched that video cassette a bunch of times and, uh, and then I remember being at at somebody's house i don't remember yeah some some guy in a band or whatever i was over to his place and he had like the playstation demo disc some guy in a band yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that demo disc was yeah i remember seeing the commercials for this game mm. as a kid that is such a, a huge memory of mine uh, just how insane it looked just visually it was like the most it was the craziest thing Mind i've ever blowing. seen yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I didn't have a PlayStation at the time, but my friend did, and he had a demo mm. that had the motorcycle oh. part oh, in it, whatever yeah. demo that was. But I can remember just like playing that over and over and over and over again. Uh, and then I would just go to his house every once in a while, play Final Fantasy VII when he got it, but I never got to play it all the way through on my own until like... 10 years later. Oh, yeah. 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 It took so, me way later. And then I went through all of it on my own from start to finish, but played a lot of it with him at his house. So I have like really fond memories of that. Another story I just remembered. Um, I, I remember it was like game fan or something like that. Cause like, like in, yeah, in high school and stuff, like I really like the only thing I had a subscription to was Nintendo power. Yeah. And I remember there being a game fan that had like final fantasy seven stuff in it. And so <laughs> I was like, but, but like we were just in the store I couldn't convince my mom to buy the magazine. So I'm just like <laughs> following her with the shopping cart, like yeah. reading through the <laughs> game totally. in the store, looking at all the pictures and stuff. But similar to you, like I didn't actually have a PlayStation yeah. at the time. Yeah. Oh. So it wasn't until like I got, you know, I, I got like a hand-me-down PlayStation for, from somebody when they got a PS2. Yeah. And then it was like, yeah, like Final Fantasy VII and Chrono Cross, the first things. Yep. Like Dude. buying those right now. Off to the races. Yeah. I didn't see this coming I played yeah. it the day it came out. Yeah. I was, I had a because I didn't have any Nintendo systems. I had a Genesis and then a PlayStation. Mm -hmm. So I was always jealous of everyone playing all the stuff on Nintendo, you know, like <laughs> Zelda or whatever. And I, so I never got that, but I was huge into RPGs, like yeah. Sweet Code and Wild Arms, that kind of stuff. And so, like, I remember. Uh, reading PSM, yes. PlayStation Magazine, I can picture the cover, like I could see it like perfectly in my mind. <laughs> and like I was so stoked on this game. I was reading about it. I think I put the like, 
little sticker on my PlayStation. Like mm. I was I was going nuts. Mm. And so then I remember when I got the game and put it in and that first cutscene started, it like changed yeah. my life. Insane. Like <laughs> it was the most bonkers CG I had ever seen in my yeah. entire life. And then the game at the time, like now you look back and it's definitely like polygonal, you know, and a style choice, whatever. But like at the time, it blew my little mind. Yeah. I was like, well, however old I was, 12 or whatever when this game came out. And like, oh, <laughs> it was, yeah. was life changing. I think I had friends coming over and yep. like we were watching and playing it together. And showpiece. Like, it was a showpiece. <laughs> it was like, it, it literally like changed everything. Yeah. It like made me realize games could be cinematic, I guess. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Well, one thing I'm wondering is does anybody like have a specific memory of, you know that the the number change, the like we went from Final Fantasy three to seven, and they'd be like, oh, "What?" I don't. I no, don't. Yeah. I I no. I was like, like when did I find that out? Yeah, that I there was were like other Final Fantasy outside all the time as a kid, and like <laughs> I didn't I didn't track video game games except for the ones that I really did, and that mm. was all due to PlayStation magazine, like PSM. You know, that's I would. I would just glom on to like yeah. Tomb Raider, Silent Hill, s- s- you know, Seven. Like those were the ones, <laughs> and it, like nothing else existed to me. That's such a good question, Blood, because I had Final Fantasy One on NES growing up. Yeah, like, oh, that wow. is a game I played a ton. Uh, but then, yeah, then I guess I just went straight to Seven after that with, <laughs> with my buddy. Like, I guess I just assumed that a bunch of them had come out already, but I didn't really think about you know the chronological order like we do now when there's so yeah. much information and care to, you know, series lore and yeah. continuity I mean, was, and everything. I just dove in. Yeah. I was obsessed with Final Fantasy. So it was yeah. like, I know, but we didn't just, we just didn't have that much information. So it was just like, oh yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy 2, sweet. Final yeah. Fantasy 3, like it looks amazing. Can't yeah. wait. You know, but it's like, I feel like somewhere in there I had to have learned about the the missing pieces that only came out in Japan. Yeah. Well, I but remember the seven. They made the numbers official. The the favorite thing that moms around the the, the world <laughs> loved to say is like, "Well, how could it be seven if it's the Final Fantasy?" You know, they, <laughs> all, my mom was always like, "What's happening?" <laughs> like when I got ten and all that, like X. You know, uh, she was like, "X ten, which is it?" And I was like, "Well, it's ten. She's like, "But it's Final Fantasy." <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't worry about it. <laughs> they don't really have anything to do with each other, but they sort of do. Yeah. Damiani, what about you? So yeah, I actually didn't play Final Fantasy VII when it came out, but I was definitely aware of it. I do vaguely remember Blood about the numbering thing, though. I will say, I think around Seven's marketing, I noticed, especially like in maybe Nintendo Power, they were like pointing out like the differences or something like that. But around that time is when I became aware there was a weird numbering issue. But I didn't get into Final Fantasy VII until after Final Fantasy X came out because wow. I didn't have a PlayStation and I didn't even have a PlayStation 2. But when I got to college and I had a roommate who had a PlayStation 2, that's when I started going through like the back catalog of like the older Final Fantasy, starting with Final Fantasy VII because I just like seen this game so much, heard so much about it. It's such a big game. It's like, I have to play it. I finally have a chance to play it. So it was probably like 2002 that I first played it. So like five years after it came out and even then um, still blew me away five years later. And one of the more notorious infamous scenes that I knew was going to happen still got me because it didn't happen when I thought it was going to happen. So very, very, you know, very good surprises in there. And even after playing 10, I still was very captivated by seven, despite it being only a PlayStation one game. Um, So kind of like a testament how that game holds up which I think is a good segue into our, our next topic here is now that we've like, you know, we've all experienced Final Fantasy seven. I'll, I'll kind of like, how do you feel about the, like the legacy of the original Final Fantasy seven? Like how, you know, the, in the years since it's come out, obviously it's been like a force to be reckoned with, you know, why do you think that is? And you know, how, how have you like seen over the years, have you viewed Final Fantasy seven and its impact on the industry. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy question because like I have, you know, my own whatever criticisms of the game itself, but the legacy of it is just like undeniable. Like like I think it is extremely responsible for the popularity of the PlayStation itself. Mm. Uh, you know, the PlayStation had been out for a few years. There were still despite that there were, you know, a, a lot of doubts about like w- whether Sony could compete with Sega and Nintendo and all of that. But like Final Fantasy VII is just like one of those moments that that changed all of that. It's like, yeah, nope, 
Nintendo kind of got it wrong a little bit. <laughs> PlayStation has got Final Fantasy now, and Final Fantasy is amazing. Um, and uh, you know, I, I think too the the characters uh, are just so iconic, and to where it's like you could point to maybe better characterizations in later you know Final Fantasies of like characters that have more depth or more nuance or whatever. But it's like, but it's like, no man, that's Cloud. Like you, see, like you see Cloud. It's like seeing Mario or something. Oh, it's yeah. like it just you know that's Cloud. You know that's Sephiroth. You know that's Aerith. It's Tifa. Like yeah. Barrett. Like every one of those Everyone characters. Has great silhouettes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good exactly. Design. Like yeah. Gr- growing up as just a little kid, I thought the Buster Sword was the oh. coolest looking sword and ever. And you were it's correct. So <laughs> yeah, you were correct. And then Barrett's gun arm yeah. was like the coolest thing ever. I was like, this guy has a freaking Gatling gun just for a for an arm. It's so cool. And then Blood, you're so right with its legacy of just like being this big, huge PlayStation game. But then even after that, like getting Advent Children and the way this franchise has like continued on. So it's it has the legacy and the staying power because I think it's like always relevant. I mean, we had Crisis Core, we had Advent Children, we had, you know, even Dirge of Cerberus is like, you know, Vincent Valentine is just like super cool. Oh, hell yeah. So just that imagery, it's always kind of just around. And uh, yeah, I just I love those characters. I remember as a kid, like, because a lot of the RPGs I had played up to that point were fantasy RPGs. Mm-hmm. And Final Fantasy itself had largely, you know, there's some, you know, mechanical, magical stuff in Six and whatever. But, like... Always, even to, back to the original, yeah. Yeah, but I didn't have a lot of experience with that. So, like, from my perspective, this was a, like, a marriage of sci-fi and fantasy and huge epic RPGs that, like, when I was 12, I had not yet seen or experienced, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, like... You know, I think Xenogears and all that kind of stuff was was later on, and but like that part of it too kind of just blew my mind because it like was taking the things I was used to as old medieval you know stuff in a whole different direction, but it didn't lose any of the stuff I loved with that. Like it had the character complexity and like the world building and all of that stuff, and it was just such a cool new direction. Like. As a kid, I was almost like, I didn't know this was allowed. Like, I didn't know you could do this. Like, yeah, it was just so iconic. Midgar looks so cool. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. That also is a huge one. Midgar is just so memorable. Just that box art. Yeah. Like, that one image is just, like, immortalized in this industry. It's so epic. Well, and, like, the, the, the fact that it starts in Midgar and it's, like, this smaller, mm-hmm. like, grungy industrial nightmare, like, yeah. city, you know. But then it does open up, as as I assume we're about to see in Rebirth, like, and it completely changes the vibes, n- the nature of what the game is yeah. Yeah. in such a bonkers way, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, that's such a cool swing to take. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, another thing with the legacy though is I, I you know you you were talking about this I love the 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 cutscenes and the CG oh, and yeah. the pre-rendered backgrounds and like all of that gorgeous the, the again like the earlier Final Fantasies and the NES Super NES uh, RPGs like I, I mean I had friends uh, in school who she said that RPG stands for ra- round pudgy guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because graphics were were never the thing, right? Yeah. You, like you wanted graphics, so you got some like big like Jurassic Park yeah. or Shinobi or, or like something. a fighting like that. game, right? Yeah. right. Yeah. Or like a street yeah. fight, yeah. And it, and it's like and they had to be this big to show the world, yeah. <laughs> right, and then now like all of a sudden like Final Fantasy VII, it's like oh this is an RPG with like graphics that look really good and Cinematic. these really big yeah. character models and the cinemas and all of this stuff and music that is just like. You know, and the music was always good, but it was like it 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 brought all of that RPG stuff to the mainstream in a way that like they weren't paying attention before because you know the people that were primarily attracted to graphics were not attracted to RPGs. Yeah. Now they're attracted to graphics, and now they're like, oh, games can have mm-hmm. a cool story too. And you like just hadn't even it was a collision crossed of a lot everything. of people's minds. Yeah, yeah, it really felt like a collision of every every con- everything that was great about video games coalesced into Final Fantasy 7 at the time. Like that's a that's how it felt. Cannot understate how crazy those commercials were. Oh, man, <laughs> Just yeah. seriously, every time this you could not look away from this game. It was like 
eat your heart out, James Cameron and Avatar. <laughs> like Final Fantasy VII at the time was just miles ahead of everything it felt like. I feel like, yeah, you touched on great points there. I mean, Cloud and Sephiroth, like just iconic characters, just dominated. I specifically remember, even though I hadn't played it, like every year, like GameFAQs did like a big character tournament and always dreading. Like that was like Cloud and Sephiroth were always going to reach the end and be like Cloud versus Sephiroth for the championship. <laughs> Just because I mean iconic characters. Uh, yeah. I, I I vaguely remember like one of the uh, one of the things I wanted to accomplish in Final Fantasy VII was uh, making characters that were more popular than some of the past ones. I think it was Final Fantasy IV because despite you know five and six you know trying you know harder to make you know memorable characters, people kept saying they love Final Fantasy IV. So like Final Fantasy VII, we're going to do it. We're going to finally make it, and they like you know hit a home run, but. For me specifically, like the like you talk about music, Budworth, the bombing run, like that opening yeah. sequence oh, yeah, on the like this cloud on the train. It's like yeah. how many times have you seen that imagery? It's just like constantly thrown at you, and it's because it's like so good, it's so captivating. Exactly, it's so good. One of the best intros ever. Oh my god, yeah, just such a solid, solid intro, and yeah, the music. As someone who wasn't as much into like PlayStation and other stuff, I was more like into Nintendo at the time. I was always jealous of Final Fantasy music. I always thought it was the best in the biz. CDs, and when Final baby. Fantasy VII came out, I was just listening. To it. I was like, my, like, why can't my games have music as good as this? Like, this is <laughs> so good. Um, and like, like, Geno- like Genova, the Genova music has always been one of my favorites. I just love that music. Uh, and obviously, One Winged Angel. It's yeah. probably Aww. one of the most iconic songs ever made. Period. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Abs- like, period. <laughs> yeah. Step Kenny aside, Mozart. F- yeah, Kenny Omega has a finishing move called that. Interesting. <laughs> 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 go. I mean, that is that is cultural reach. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. It's so much so that you talked about Advent Children real quick. Like, as someone who's, like, very new, yeah, like, that's they, they leaned into that imagery heavily. Uh, heavily. Uh, with Cloud, with Sephiroth. Like, that big extended fight. The music. Like, you know, using, like, uh, the rock version. That I think, like, the Black Mages, like, did the covers. Yeah. Like, it was, like, everywhere. And, like, people, like, w- wanted more Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. I mean, Advent Children, like, people just, like, talking about nonstop. It wasn't even a game. It was a movie. And everyone was, like, covering it. Like, the, it was one of the biggest things happening. And it's, like... That's the power of this like game. It's so huge. Their rivalry was so huge, Damiani, that they had to continue it in Kingdom Hearts. That's <laughs> did they, uh, <laughs> look at that. Uh, yeah, they just kept it going. Look at Smash Brothers, Cloud yeah. and Sephiroth, and yeah. Smash Brothers. Like they look no further than that. I mean, you want legacy and power right there. That's that's yeah. it right there. Uh, well, and, and going back to One Winged Angel, like one of the first Final Fantasy concerts I went to, like it was. Uh, it was amazing because it's like they had like some choir from like a local school or something like that. Plus they had the black mages there. Plus they had a full orchestra. Like, I don't think you get better than that version of one winged angel live. Oh, like it, yeah. just, it was insane. Well, and just like melted. the, the, the buildup to, and I, I assume we're going to get into all this, but like the reactions, the buildup to, the potential for a remake like because of this game's legacy like i don't think i've ever seen something have that much heat on it like that much mm-hmm. like excitement and 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 be so built up you know very like, very true mind-blowing yeah. stuff <laughs> and, I, and it is the direction i wanted to head because okay. w- along with this legacy al- like starting with like advent children and all the like the compilation of final fantasy 7 stuff people are wondering you know, about is OG FF7 going to get, you know, a re-release, a remake. And rumors about this started as early as the PS2 era. I remember EGM reporting that mm. the PS1 era games are all going to get PS2 enhanced versions. Right. And, you know, we had like Wild. some near misfires potentially. We don't, you know, but I have three of you assembled here who were, you know, there at Game Trailers E3 2015 coverage for the actual announcement. You yeah. Know, yeah. Relive that for us. Like, go, go, go. I mean, we've seen that video played over and over again for Every like. Dream came true, dude. Yeah. <laughs> the dream, E3 up. of dreams. But it's like, <laughs> Every looking, dream came true. Every dream. The fate of Samuel is in Every your hands dream. now. I want to hit the very important in between. Right before that. Well, the PS3 
Remember the PS3 real-time demo demo of like flying out through Midgar and all that? Yes. That was where it really like it took hold. If that didn't start the flames burning, it definitely reignited them. Yeah. (laughs) Rumors of Yeah. Companies and tech demos, like they weren't the only one, but I think that one was, you know, just like a lightning rod for people to like, you know, believe. And not just believe, but like the demand. Seeing people actively saying, when's it coming? When's it coming? It's like, well, this is just to show off the power of the PlayStation 3. It's not like act maybe actively in development. So they knew not what they did. Like did they they know what they were unleashing? They spent years (laughs) denying that this would ever happen because remember too like there's just a long period of time where it's like yeah with the hd era we have to make games kind of differently like we couldn't make something that's as complex as final fantasy 7 or whatever and it's like and they just say no 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 and then until now baby psx we got here it is, and it was Dude, like oh the re-release. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're skipping ahead. Was that before? Yeah. PSX. Oh, yeah. That it was, was like a year before. Okay, yes. Right, right. Yeah, it was like 2014. We were, the t- tell it. This the is the most, thing. Yeah, this is the most insane the moment. Vibes, because <laughs> everybody wants Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I can remember there was like the press conference happening there, and it was like... We were there. We were Bo- there. Boots on the ground boots at the ground. PSX. <laughs> there, the press conference happening, but there's like a... a giant curtain kind of like partition because we were getting ready to shoot something yeah. so yeah. we're getting ready to shoot we're just on the floor the conference is going down but we're like we're working whatever before they opened people into the PSX yeah, yeah. so they announce they're like yo Final Fantasy 7 they like say Final Fantasy 7 and like the logo goes on screen and it is like a theme park opens up <laughs> everyone starts running over there Peeking behind the curtain, like yeah. it's happening. Everyone's freaking out, and then it's People like people are screaming, "It's happening! Yeah, it's like, happening!" <laughs> it's like a stampede, oh. and then it's just like, "Oh, it's just a re-release," and then everyone's just like, "No," <laughs> which like is cool, but yeah. like, but also but in, in hindsight, hindsight so it was so intentional because <laughs> yeah. you know they had greenlit by then, right? Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's the thing I wonder about because like Keeley does this at, at Game Awards sometimes, where it's like. He'll tease you halfway through with like, yeah. I know that thing you're waiting for. And then it's like a diversion. And it's like, <laughs> you know, a character from something is in something or whatever, you know. And then he does that because later he knows he has the actual announcement, you know. Like get, he gets out of gamer jail. Yeah. You know? But, oh, man, that PSX, the, the energy in the room was so bananas. Because when everyone thought it was that full remake, people yeah. were going like – the emotions yeah. that were happening. Totally. And like you said, we were on the other side of a curtain just yeah. hearing it. So it we all nuts. ran over the, to see what it was. Sprinting. sprinting. Yeah. And then it was a re-release. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny now because like those re-releases now are like prized. You yeah. Know? Oh, like yeah, prized because yeah. I was like, oh, the re-release that awesome, awesome. But like I think the the fever for a, a full-on remake was right. so high that people were just and, and it had been readily available yeah, yeah like it yeah. had been on ps3 and all of that yeah, so it's yeah. like yeah. it wasn't like it had come out of the vaults totally right. yeah, yeah. Well, but like and i do wonder how much that tech demo played into that ex- expectation because it's <laughs> yeah. like because we had a taste like we had seen what it yeah. could what what it could be i think they knew what they were doing i i i feel In like hindsight. it was all yeah. part of the, the the long game to for this big payoff even the even in the E3 2015 trailers, like the, you know, the promise like has been made or whatever, you know, promise yeah. has been fulfilled yeah. or whatever. It's like <laughs> they 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 knew what was up. They they knew this was happening, and they were just setting it up. And I I will say like you know I like the reactions from that. I mean, your guys' reactions. Every like it was what you were describing it. What PSX how people were. It was just like that, if not more, when it actually happened. Like just watching yeah. oh, everyone yeah. lose their minds about this, like. People like, you know, I've been waiting for this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's that's the thing, Damiani, as I think that, like, even though in hindsight we see what they did with PSX, I think at the time it actually, like, it it, it sort of had the opposite effect. And it was like, okay, like, people were like, yeah, they're never going to do it. Mm-hmm, right. You know, this is, all, this is the best we're going to get. They don't get it. They don't understand what we want. Which like made it all the sweeter. Yeah. When when they did it. And, and how they've done it so well so far. Like, oh mm-hmm. I mean, actual tears. Like we were all freaking out. Like that I I didn't appreciate like I I do think that, that E three and those reactions are in some way 
And, and you know, Huber's reactions to that and Shenmue, like, hmm. are in some way partially responsible for the existence of Easy Allies. Right. Certainly That's us true. having yeah. this conversation right now. But, like, and when, when the team from 16 was in here, like, they were recreating reactions, <laughs> you know, our reactions because of that. And I'm just, like, I was, like, humbled. I was, like, oh, man. Like, <laughs> so awesome. We're big in Japan. But, like, that that moment... Uh, it's it's a cherished moment for me. It's so good. Yeah, I think, you know, we're talking about just the legacy and and the history of it. And it's like there were so few games before Final Fantasy that people grew up with. You yeah. know, I mean, you have like Mario and like Castlevania and all these classics, of course. But it's a lot of like franchises. And I know Final Fantasy is a franchise, but like, you know, I think back to like I always joke about. NES is like the real birth of, of video games, you know? Sure. <laughs> I know you were like Atari and yeah. Commodore and, and all that. Suck it, Pong. <laughs> but it's like Final Fantasy VII felt like the game for an entire generation of people growing up with video games in a way that, you know, only like Mario and Zelda really had up until that point. Um, and we hadn't really seen a Mario or a Zelda full-scale remake. Yeah. So Final Fantasy VII was just in such a unique spot. I mean, because even Resident Evil had their remake, but it's like so such a smaller thing in comparison to this grand epic that people have like such an emotional attachment to this story, to these characters. Yeah. It feels like this other life <laughs> you're living. I, I would say like Seven remake ranked up there probably i mean maybe for like those of us a little bit older but like on the list of like holy crap this like is this ever gonna happen if it did it'd be huge it's like it was like this and like half-life three in my mind it's like <laughs> yeah very yeah. unlikely to happen maybe and but if they did wow everyone's gonna lose their mind Legendary. when it does and yeah so we got we get this announcement we have a trailer it's real it says remake and in the title and now the questions begin because we had a cg trailer and it's like how is this going to play? Is it, you know, what, 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 what is this even going to really be? Is it going to be one game? Like we had all these questions and we got, we finally got answers with those trailers and they slowly peeled back the layers revealing it's going to be multi-part. It's not just going to be one-to-one, like one game, one remake. It's going to be uh, a later. They would confirm it'd be a trilogy, but we knew they confirmed to be multiple parts. Um, I remember having a lot of questions until they at, it was like E3 2019 for me. So four years later, they finally showed off like the, the big gameplay presentation and had Dude, that big demo yeah. E3. And I remember seeing that presentation and feeling very good with what they were doing <laughs> because it was the, 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 the essence. It, like, it looked new. It felt like it was, it was going to feel new, but at the same time was preserving a lot of like the, the spirit of Final Fantasy VII and getting hands-on for that like bombing run, fighting the, the, the Scorpion Sentinel. Like, just all, all doubts went away at that moment. I was like, I, I want to go back and play it again. Like, th- this is, you've made me a believer with just this like one fight. Yeah, it was insane. Nervous is way too strong of a word, but I remember thinking like, "Oh, it's not turn-based." Yeah, what's going on? Because I love turn-based RPGs. I love Dragon Quest. I love Final Fantasy. So that change, I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be more like Kingdom Hearts or something." I remember just like thinking about how that was gonna play out for like a really long time after we saw yeah. that. That was like the main thing. That was the only thing really I was thinking about. It was like, do whatever you want with like story and, and all of that. But like changing the battle system is such a huge change. Like what is that going to be like? How is that going to play out? Yeah, that's definitely. And they also were early on way to confirm that this was only going to take place in Midgar for this game. Yeah. So there were a lot of questions yeah, about, is that even enough? Like, will this, right. they kept saying, no, this is a full like 50, 60 hour RPG experience. And they, you know, we know from all our experience, devs can say whatever they want, but you know, will that actually come to fruition? <laughs> So a lot of questions remain about is that is there really enough content there? And I think yeah, we, Midgar in the OG game is like I don't I mean I don't remember how long it took exactly, but it's not not that long. Yeah, it's like the, it's like the intro basically. 
we didn't have any idea what they were gonna what they're planning to do like changes revisions additions as we would see yeah. later that would you yeah. know fill it out revisions yeah revisions <laughs> but yeah like any other yeah any other like questions and concerns you had like going into you know before the release of remake from like the pre-release trailers uh, anyone else get hands-on with it you know, did like I did and was able to go, hey, I actually think this combat system works. It feels legit. Yeah, I just remember there was a period of time when they were like, we had seen a little bit of footage and it was, you know, like it didn't look like it was performing super well. And they were talking about like developers, external teams that had been working on it. And then eventually it was like, all right, and like they had to like pull it back in house. Because uh, yeah. some, something wasn't didn't didn't feel like it was going right, but then like you're saying, like by the time we actually got like a real hands on, like they had wrangled all that up and like it was on on track. Yeah, I I remember that now, blood. Yeah, there was a little bit about that, but I think as we got near to the release with that like kind of like last push, you know, things started to come together. They also did a very good job, I think, with the trailers in terms of we didn't know all the characters going to look. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. like everyone was waiting to see like how Tifa looked. They kept Tifa's, you know, final appearance, you know, kind I of under wraps the for a while. They finally showed her and everyone was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and showing her in combat. It was yeah. like, oh, damn. Look, look at her fighting style. She's like, yeah, she's like monk, like doing all this like melee combat. This is sick. And it looks pretty cool, too. Oh, she's got her limit break. Like, oh, yeah. They definitely knew how to like kind of like meet out that information just you know at the right pace for everybody leading into the release of the game and that's kind of what i want to go next is we finally you know got remake in 2020 um did it you know live up to your expectations like how was your experience playing final fantasy 7 remake it exceeded them oh yeah holy crap uh, like I was saying earlier, it took me a while to go back and fully play through seven on my own. I always liked the game a lot playing at my buddy's house and I was just not expecting to be that emotionally invested because there's so much hype, you know, it is yeah. a remake. So yeah. it's like you, you kind of go in with like expectations of like, okay, I kind of know what to expect here. Like I've been through this story. Mm-hmm. I know what's going to go down. Uh, but just the way that they expanded the characters and the story and the music oh, yeah. and that battle system and just small moments that would catch me off guard. I always go back to that crab warden boss fight or hell house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable moments that just kind of blindsided me through that, like kept happening in that game where I just felt blindsided. Like I, I, I went in with expectations and I thought I knew what I was going to get into and I just kept being surprised. One for me, like, this is the perfect way to do a remake. Like, without getting specific into story stuff. Because I do think now is a great time to, like, jump in if you haven't played this yet. Because, you know, Rebirth is coming out. There's Intergrade, you know. But, like, the way that they did this remake, it, you know, it's a reimagining, too. And it, and it exists, without getting specific, it exists... It's like a love letter to the original. It expands, it changes, it reimagines, it re-examines. And, and it, it, it itself is like aware of our own hype and like <laughs> love of the right. original. And it, it, plays, it plays around with the idea of Final Fantasy VII within itself in such an interesting way. And like I remember the first time I saw Sephiroth like early in the game, I was like, "Did that happen? Did did that happen already? Like that seems early. <laughs> like you know, like stuff like that where it was just like playing. Oh, on your okay, mind. they're they're messing with me. You <laughs> yeah. know? And part of what makes me so excited about this this trilogy of of reimaginings or whatever is that fact that like you know we always say when a remake is announced or a remake is put out, like it doesn't erase the old one. Yep. It doesn't, it doesn't replace the old one. The old one still exists. And now, you know, it's easier to play it because it's been re-released in some ways. And, and like that helped so much to lead up to this, but it's like in this more so than most other remakes, that's so important because like this is an expansion and, and a remake. Like, because you could easily you could start here and you would have an amazing time. Like you don't need the old 
information. You don't need that experience of having grown up with it, you know, because mm-hmm. like, like we were saying, we were 10 and 12, whatever. Like this shaped our lives, yeah. this game. Right. And like, <laughs> you don't need to have that experience, but this game is going to play with that if you do. And if you don't, what an amazing experience it would be. It's like it's like watching Star Wars in whatever order you watched mm-hmm. it in, right? It's like, did you see the original trilogy yeah. first or the prequel trilogy first? That's an entirely different experience of that reality, right? And it's like playing this first and then going back to play the OG mm-hmm. would be a fascinating experience, I think. Yeah. Just yeah. to see retroactively. Like, well, that was something that I was actually actively doing. Because, you know, it had, by the time I played Remake, it had been close to 20 years yeah. since I had played oh, the original yeah. 7 like obviously you guys had streamed it and I had seen bits and pieces here and there uh, coming in and out of those streams uh, but when I played through Remake uh, I, had, I had pulled up um, somebody else's stream who you know had had gone through it recently and so I was just like finding those chapter markers and like when I'd get to a certain point in Remake then I would catch up on the person's stream to where I was now, so I nice. could see, kind of like That's compare fun. the differences. That's so fun with Blood. the old version. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. That's super fun. Um, and but like what you were saying, like with some of the the character design or, or yeah. creature designs, oh, like the yeah. the bosses and things like that. It is just it's crazy to see how they took some of those things that you would think, oh yeah, this is never going to work in a big modern 3D game. It's like <laughs> no, they did it. Hell House. They took Hell that House. thing. It's yeah, my favorite thing ever. <laughs> so funny, but it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, seeing all that, and, and like you guys are saying, I think um, we were all skeptical on how that battle system was going to work, and I think it did a really good job of making it a little bit more active while still keeping the strengths of a turn-based system. Yeah. Totally. Being able to like swap and, and like slow the combat down mm-hmm. has that those shades of turn-based in there for sure. And it feels modern. Like, that That to me is, like, the hallmark of a great remake. It's like, if it feels both like your memory of the old thing and completely modern and new and fresh, like, mm-hmm. you've done it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I have to know. We talked about, we talked about Hell House. I knew we were going to get into Hell House. Um, <laughs> so so some of, like, your favorite parts of this game. So, yeah, I would like to know, like, what, what was, like, maybe your favorite, like, part scene mini game maybe a, a favorite boss i know you already mentioned crab warden Huber, dude that but- moment man i it's just that it was so it had no business being that hype just like i just i'll never forget that moment for some reason you know it's like we all have our different experiences like whatever's going on in your life at any given time can like impact movies and video games so strongly and for whatever reason, just like going through those tunnels and getting to that boss fight and then learning that it's some like old veteran machine that was like part of some old war and it's been like dumped and forgotten in the tunnels. But it was the first time where like, to me, the battle system clicked, the music clicked, like the battle theme goes in so hard. I can remember just like, Honestly, like, when that fight was going on, I was just, like, ready to, like, throw the controller out of, like, sheer hype. I was so pumped. (laughs) Yeah. I can remember, like, standing up, like, just, I was, like, ready to go. I was ready to go, like, sprint down the street (laughs) from pure joy because that fight, when it was over, I set the controller down and I was like, what even just happened? (laughs) <laughs> and it's just like some random little boss. Like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. If I, I mean, like, obviously I had a lot of favorite parts. Like, Tifa, seeing Tifa's bar, uh, Seventh Heaven, um, is just like, uh, it, it feels so lived in and cozy yeah. and like the HQ vibes of it. I don't know. It's really, that's really good. Totally. Obviously the, um, the, the date sequence uh, yep. with the dress and everything. Oh, yeah. Like, obviously that part and the music, the music there. Like, uh, I mean, I always the honey bee. Mm, Yeah, yeah. 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 I always loved that part in in the OG, but like, I think they knocked it out of the park. And the the different kind of variations you can do, and like the different routes you can take for that part, are really good. Um, My favorite thing, though, is just kind of like, I guess the implications, like the 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 kind of meta textual engagement that it's doing with itself and the original and the audience. like again, because I I don't want to like I don't want to tip anything for newer players or people who haven't gotten there yet. But like, 
the stuff they're doing with Aerith and like the way the game kind of uh, handles the like the final boss fight is just like so wild and like what's going on is so co those are two separate thoughts the Aerith and the boss fight thing um, just the way they're changing things and, 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 and interacting with things is just so interesting to me and and uh, I think a great way to do a remake because it's a remake and a sequel like I don't know <laughs> it's perfect really yeah. love the world building as well just those TVs that would have the broadcasts yeah. I remember always just RPing like walking up staring at that watching all of those mm -hmm. so just yeah the way they built midgar and made it feel like you were saying lived in yeah yeah i think we just for me um it's just like a lot of those uh the character moments and expanding on everybody so much you know like the stuff that you learn about jesse and her backstory jesse oh, yeah. yes full character now good yeah. grief jesse um and then same thing like with the time you get to spend with 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 Aerith, like mm -hmm. both at the, you know the original church, and then you know where the the other place I, I forget what it's called with the flowers and everything, mm -hmm. um, and then um, uh, and it's and her like house right, what's that Isn't the house just her house yeah yeah, um, and then uh, yeah like like you were saying the stuff we don't want to get into too much, but the stuff the, the stuff they played around with Barrett uh, really. <laughs> That's a moment. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, for okay. sure. Interesting. And shout out to Hojo. You know I love a sketch. Orochimaru <laughs> style bioweapon mad scientist character. Yeah. So good. Love it. Um, yeah, and then the change, you know, when the plate falls and everything there. And yeah. Just, just the insanity of, like, climbing up and looking down at everything that's happened. I mean, it, it it's really astonishing how they took... You know, like Damiani was saying when they announced that it, this was going to be Midgar only. And now I can't picture it another way because they mm -hmm. did so much with it, you yeah. know, like expanded it so yeah. much. Yeah. Well, and even from a design perspective, right? Like, Oh, yeah. Like you understand from a development perspective why you would make these two separate games because Midgar, it's like it's streets, it's alleyways, it's all of these kind of constrained maps and... Now you get outside in the world, and it's like, well, yeah, you want to go anywhere, you know, and the world right. is going to just be structured very differently than how yeah. you would structure a city. Um, Which is like part of what made the original so wild is like that shift. Because I didn't see that coming as a kid. Like, yeah. oh, it's an open world game now? Like, yeah. what? We had like, such there's a map? So now? much less information back then. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, was, it was such a cool shift. And, and now, like, if if we're gonna think of it eventually, as we probably will, as like a th you know one big huge game, the trilogy, you know, it'll probably have that same kind of magic, like that same shift between chapters. Mm -hmm. God, things are gonna get so weird. <laughs> <laughs> things are gonna get so weird. I was particularly blown away by Wall Market. I was like waiting oh, yeah. to yeah. see how it was, and I, we already talked about some of the scenes that happened in that area, um, like you know having like the honeybee in. The whole yeah. Don Corneo stuff, like that was just beyond my the underground Coliseum. I know that's where Hell House is, but yeah. like the yeah, whole yeah. time, like I remember Hubert talking about it and like the announcer guys, like like no, hyping oh up each match. Him <laughs> freaking out during the Hell House fight is what elevates it to the next level. Well, it felt so organic too. Cause, yeah, like, you would be doing stuff, and they would have and a line for it's it. On, like, yeah, I don't even know how they did that. Uh, they so just well. recorded a bunch of lines. Yeah. I imagine it like, felt like live commentary. Yeah. It felt yeah. real. Yeah, it, it felt like really a guy good. was reacting to what I was doing. Yeah, it was crazy. Having like the the gym with the mini games in there as well. Oh, yeah. Like so having fun. like Tifa do all those the the, the stuff. Um, like character wise, yeah, we had a lot of like great new renditions of characters, but like some new. Uh, you know, expansions or just straight up new additions. Maybe they weren't in the original version. I remember like uh, having Johnny being added, like this mm. this this character who you know was obsessed with like Tifa, like trying to win her affection, and like goes on you know to to play like a vital role later on. Um, you had uh, Leslie, the the guy who was like helping you out at the at Don Corneo's mansion and stuff, like hearing oh, yeah. getting their backstory as well. So they like made sure Shout that out to Chadley, 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 <laughs> Chadley with the requests, <laughs> a lot of Chadley requests for sure. Um, but boss battle wise, for me, I gotta say like the Airbuster, just because of the music. Holy sh! This music. 
taking a break, taking a knee. Um, yeah. I mean, the theming of the fight was great. It felt, you know, like a, like a great reimagining of the original version. But the music, because it's just this great rendition, and then all of a sudden, like, the part when the choir kicks in. I like it, that was a, a there were a lot of pause moments, but that was like a distinct one. I remember, is like I was because I live streamed this whole thing for my first playthrough, and I paused at that point. This fucking music. Do you hear this? Oh, it's still wasting time, and I was like just staring for a while. I'm like, this music. I was like, I'm stopping the fight. I gotta listen to this. This is so good. I mean, I and as you said, like all these these fights, like obviously Hell House blew me away. Even like the like personal battles, like the the Reno fight in the church yeah, and stuff, like having yeah. like the one on one duel, and then Rude, and then having them so team up. Better, yeah. yeah, Reno and Rude teaming up against mm-hmm. you was like, it, like they did a really great job with those battles, and like they like they this were very varied and intense because like I remember was it Rufus Shinra was like just like like you know I was kind of stumped for a little bit, but. I always felt like once I figured out like what was the way to like you know what's it like how am I gonna get past this attack they're doing it felt so good it was a throwback to like old like old, old school RPGs like each boss has a gimmick it's like yeah, what is the spell mechanic. what is the ability yeah. what do I like to do and like when you figure it out it's like oh this. yeah felt very satisfying to do that for sure I think we all agree that like we all you know thought Seven Remake was pretty well received we l- really enjoyed it here like, but with you know. That comes with, you know, great expectations for going forward. So you already kind of alluded to it a little bit, Isla, about where we're going to go next in Rebirth. So there's questions about we're going to leave Midgar. We're going to explore the rest of the world. Like, how are they going to handle that? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be more yeah. of the same that we saw in Remake? Or are they going to try and capture that kind of like spirit, that essence of going out on a, our old school RPG world map and exploring the world? And, you know, did you have like... I'm assuming you had those concerns as well, right? And like, what do you think they were going to do? I have the most unreasonable, insanely high expectations for Gold Saucer. Oh my God. (laughs) How could you not? Gold Saucer better be the best gambling playground in the history of this franchise. Like, (laughs) the stakes are so high. 100 plus hours gold saucer by itself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I I have so much faith because of 7 part 1 that really I'm I'm just expecting like things from the, the more fun areas of Rebirth like gold saucer like chocobos Oh my god! Um, because well, chocobos yeah. now? No, no, they're chocobos. Yeah, they keep switching it. Yeah, I think there's just some accent thing they added to the okay. region of Valistia right. in 16. I mean, that was the argument we were always having as kids, where it's like it's chocobos, and then some other kid would be like, "It's chocobos." And, like, and no, and then someone I didn't like, hear it's chocobo. Say it differently, chocobo. but yeah. I had a friend who was adamant it was chocobo. Wow. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, hyped on the mini games. Really, like you know, especially because uh, Fort Condor, I loved so much. Oh, my God, oh yeah. an integrate, yeah, integrate. Like that was, yeah. yeah, that was one of my favorite mini games in a really, really long time. So I just want to see that stuff fully fleshed out and expanded. I'm so excited. I was gonna, uh, yeah. So I, 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 these are things you would like want to see in Rebirth for sure. Uh, I guess like uh, the to clarify like the question real quick before we saw anything about Rebirth. Did you think they were going to go in the direction that we've now seen that they're going in for the trailers? Did you think they were going to attempt to do like big, large open environments for, for, to explore? Did you really think they were going to do that? Or do you think because, you know, the nature of like, they have to get multiple games out, they were going to maybe play it a little bit safer, perhaps? I remember we all kind of assumed that they would kind of have to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, They Um, kind of have to. Yeah. And like whether or not it would be full, like, Hey, here's the world map. Go for it, you mm-hmm. know, or more segmented off. I still don't know which they're going with, but like, it it seemed like they would have no real option but to at least let you like walk around the desert and like go a few different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, that was always kind of my assumption from the beginning. Yeah, and then we've sort of seen that that's kind of how they're doing Pretty it. Much if I understand, that, yeah. yeah. Um, which makes total sense because I do think that like the nature of how they're telling this story too, like 
suddenly flipping full open world map would be pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I don't maybe, know. Maybe part three will be yeah, who knows? everywhere, everything. <laughs> yeah. Go back to Midgar and stuff. All right. Well, okay. Then I guess, yeah, let's turn our you know eyes towards like, you know, what you're hoping and expecting to see in Rebirth then. What's hard is I don't know where they're going to end this and also yeah. my fuzziness of like the original of like where the different segments are because like disc three was basically just like the last boss fight right? <laughs> pretty much uh, from what i remember it's so, like things things get even weirder and then there's some boss fights yeah, right yeah but it's been you know so i don't know years. where this is gonna stop so i'm like yeah. Do I expect Cosmo Canyon in this? Do I expect snowboarding in this? <laughs> like, how deep into that is that stuff that I remember from a long time ago? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like like you're saying, I, I think more openness for sure. Um, I think even, like, we even saw them, like, swimming across areas in some of the trailers. So that's nice because, you know, and like... Uh, in 16, like, rivers and stuff. It's like, nope, just can't go that yeah. way. You got to find a way around. Um, so, and yeah, I think, I think too, it's just because like we were saying, they had all these struggles just trying to like figure out, like figure out the combat system, figure out like how everything's going to work in remake. Now it's like, okay, we have a foundation yeah, and we can just like blow it out. Just do so much stuff. Just focus on the content. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, so like, I really, you know, like you're saying like places, um, will just be so fleshed out in 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 all over the place. <laughs> just yeah. like these, these things that were just like okay, just up and down the street. It's like no, like there's there's time to like walk in and out of shops and explore and do mini games and all of that. Stuff. Yeah, mini games and exploration for me is honestly number one coming off of you know part one because like you were saying, it is a little more constrained, a little more linear. So I just want. Uh, exploration to be rewarding and meaningful is like my main thing. I want to, I want to be encouraged to, you know, okay, the main quest is that way. Yeah, I'm going to go over this way for the next like three hours to just like explore little areas and do side quests. Really ride those chocobos. Ride those chocobos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just, I want to get super invested and lost in the exploration. I'm really excited about, the new characters, like some of my favorite mm -hmm. character stuff happens in this chunk of Red the game. Red 13 riding a chocobo. There's oh my a, God. Like, oh my God. <laughs> and Vincent, and I forget how we're saying it now, but we always said Kate Sith as a kid. Um, Kaichi? It has gone back and forth. I'm unclear <laughs> on it. <laughs> I, I think officially right now it's Kate Sith, but it okay. may change because there's talk, but who knows? But anyway, they're the greatest. Like... <laughs> And, and, you know, similar to what I loved about part one, I'm just really interested to see what's different. Like, yep. what, where is this going to go? Mess with my head. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, yeah, the Kate's uh, screenshots and everything. You're just, like, looking at that. And, oh, again, like, like we were talking about bringing those, like, creature designs to life. Bringing that to life in a modern 3D game is just wild and I'm very curious to to play as that character yeah. and see what yeah. it's like. Oh yeah. Uh and the fact that we didn't really get to play as, you know, Red 13. Totally. He was in the party yep. but you didn't yep. control That's him right. and remake. Yeah. yeah. Excited That's about that. huge. Yeah. Like yep. that that is going to be so much like putting materia on Red 13 <laughs> is going to feel so good. <laughs> yeah. I'm from the the trailers they've shown off. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing uh, spending some time in hopefully Costa del Sol. Um, oh right! They showed a little bit riding on the Segway the there. Segway. So I want to yeah. know what that's what all hell? about. Swimsuits. <laughs> yeah. What's the going year on? The segways. Yeah. What's going on with well. that? Dude, segways. Can you pick swimsuits? Oh, I want to buy a. I, I want to pick everybody's swimsuits. I Does Red Thirteen have a swimsuit? <laughs> They would be crazy <laughs> not to. This is how bonkers are they going to go? Because would who he knows? Wear the swimsuit on his back legs, the back, or over all the legs. <laughs> would it be a two piece? <laughs> uh, also, the they showed the the parade sequences coming back in June yeah. on. So, like, are they like? I just remember the original version being like ridiculous, and it's like. Are they really going to try and do that? Like, what's that going to be about? Like, I, I, I cannot wait to see that. Um, and then, yeah, if they, they have that plan, like, what else? Like, and like to Blood's question, where are we, how far are we going into this? Like, where, where does it end? Because we did see Gold Saucer. It's like, oh, 
they're, we're at least going to gold saucer, I guess. So mm-hmm. it's like, wh- wh- where is this train ending on this one? Like so many questions. And of course, what you alluded to, Ayla, like what changes and revisions are going yeah. to be? Will there be things that play out slightly differently here or there? Uh, we're not sure. And, you know, that's part of like what I think is great for both, you know, veterans. It keeps us on our toes. It's like wait, maybe that wasn't exactly how that was in the original one. And for new players, they're not any the wiser, but they're still getting this like, you know, this great version. And if they ever go back and play the original one, they'll have like the reverse experience. Like, oh, so it went this way in the original version, which is kind of like, you know, great to have that either or situation. I don't remember the name of it, but Seashell Town too. The town where everyone lives in giant sea- seashells. Oh, right. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that in 10? No. No, that's There's something this. like that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's at a very a very important moment that everybody is wondering what's going to happen in this game. Well, yeah. what what I love about this... Like, there used to be an open spoiler, and now that the remake has happened, everyone oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that that's the thing that's got me fascinated about this. And, and I'm really excited because my memory of the Midgar section was pretty solid. And for whatever reason, probably because I'd played it over a few times as a kid... Um, this is the part of the story that my memory is the foggiest on because I remember later stuff when things are going mm. a little haywire for, for, for p- certain people. And I remember Gold Saucer. And other than that, like this whole part, my memory is pretty foggy because it's been since it came out, right? Like I probably replayed it once maybe in the interim, but like I'm so excited because it's all going to be fresh to me. Yeah. Like when he said parade, I was like, oh, right. <laughs> you know? Well, um, I'm curious too about how they are going to do the introduction with Yuffie. Yeah, because mm, we got yeah. integrate intermission. Play, yeah, and intermission. you know, what's up? That was so hype intermission. Yeah, but it was like <laughs> it's, it's just this total side story. To it's it a not, yeah. like a new chapter that really didn't seem to happen, or if it did, and the original was just barely alluded to. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is it possible to just like completely miss Yuffie in mm-hmm. the original game? Yeah, because it's like it's a random encounter, and then you have to recruit her to the party. So I just like, yeah, how is how are these two going to get together? That is true, mm-hmm. right, Damiani? Yeah, I, I on my very first playthrough of OG FF7, I did not have Yuffie in the wow. game. I also didn't get another character either. So um, yeah, and it, it was it's they're technically an optional character in the original one. So. I would guess they're probably not going to go that way in this one from what they've shown off. But yeah, how is that going to play out? You know, will they will it be something like that where maybe she joins depending on if you do something at a certain point, who knows? Or if it is just like scripted and it just happens. But right. that's a big question yeah, for a lot you, of people. You yeah. get a chapter where you miss her <laughs> yeah. and then she joins up later. Yeah, they've done things that track across multiple chapters in the in remake. So I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe try something like that here. But they could also yeah. just be straightforward with it. I'm very curious about how they're going to handle Zach um, and yeah. what, what's going say. on with Zach. Yeah, what do you got? I didn't Huber? know if you were yeah. allowed to talk about Zach. Maybe <laughs> Zach is you know Zach's huge. Yeah, no, I know. But we have no idea what there. He's on the like key art. He's <laughs> one of the three figures yeah. in the key art. It's like what? Is, what's going on with Zach? And what are we? What's going to be going on with that? Yeah. How they've done everything to get everyone involved or like caught up to speed in this franchise? Because you know you're talking about Zach and like Crisis Core reunion was 2022. That just came out. A lot of people didn't have PSPs back in the day, so a lot yeah. of people missed that. So just having Crisis Core and intermission and yeah. Just seems, and they're re-releasing Advent Children in the movie theater. <laughs> like so hyped. Yeah. Oh my god. They're just yeah. like doing everything they can to make sure everyone has access to this whole yeah. universe. Well, and like, yeah, what is it going to be like in this? Because I assume that they're going to make this, you know, standalone, so that it, you know, if you haven't played Crisis Core, your, yeah. your, your Crisis Cores or yeah, or right. Intermission or whatever, like mm-hmm. I'm sure that they're gonna keep you up to speed because like you'll learn about it as the characters who don't know what the hell's going on are totally. learning about it so it'll it'll totally make sense i think still yeah it'll be cool uh i i did want to throw to huber for just a little bit here because we've been yeah. asking like talking about what we were like hopes and expectations but you actually got a chance to get a little bit of hands-on with yeah, rebirth a at a bit. recent preview event yeah so you can kind of speak a little bit to what we what we can realistically expect yeah the uh the story presentation is is you know as good as you remember if not better um like you were saying i just like 
getting everybody caught up. Like there's some flashbacks and stuff that mm. like fill you in on important details. So I think they're they're definitely making it accessible for like if you haven't played all these, you know, if you haven't quite checked off every box in this thing, you can you can easily follow it. Um and then yeah, just the open environments. I mean, it felt pretty big just from the grasslands area that I was. Uh, it's very early in the game. It was like chapter two. And, you know, just riding those chocobos through the grasslands. Oh, ch- chocobos, I think chocobos, you'll find. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, just the the environments felt big, but not like dauntingly so. But definitely, like, yo, there seems like a lot to explore here. I was definitely under a time crunch in this preview so i couldn't like fully go off the beaten path and yeah. check every you nook. could get obsessed with uh, queen's blood though oh my god yeah <laughs> queen's blood is that that's like the mini game there's card a card game. game that you can oh. like challenge people to it's gwent-esque in a way because you're going for the there's like three columns and you have to get the high score in two out of the or actually if you get if you have a higher score than your opponent in a column you get all those points so it's like Is it like triple try? Are you like matching numbers and higher numbers? You like put your cards down and it'll like pump up that row, but certain cards will also affect other rows. Okay. So it's really, really cool. Certain cards have uh a, like a mana cost, and then other cards will like help power up the spots to allow you to play higher power cards. So just seemed Dude, really fun. I'm hyped. I know. Queensblood, I'm ready to get fully addicted to Queensblood. I hope, <laughs> though, Fort Condor, like, don't forsake <laughs> me on this Fort Condor minigame as well. Like, they all need to be here. Yeah. Like, none of this, like, oh, this game now is replacing the Like, why can't they all be in there? Golden Saucer should <laughs> have every every minigame that's that, ever been that in sense. Final yes. Fantasy. Like, Triple Triad, get yes. it in there. All of them. 100%. It would be, it would. it actually would be funny if yeah. Gold Saucer did have, like, the the OG mini games from yeah. the original. Yeah. Oh, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I mess around. Yeah, I mess around with dynamic difficulty a little bit, and it made each fight feel intense. Like even the trash mobs were like, "Yo, you better get your blocks down. You better get your you know your dodges down. Mm. Your weaknesses." It wasn't like insane with the trash mobs, but mm. like still, it was like, "Oh, if I like mess around here for a second, I'm gonna get." Yeah, I'm stomped. always curious with stuff like that. You know, because like I get I get nervous with level scaling stuff. Yeah, but same, I'm I'm same. curious if it's like levels dynamic, but like with a cap, right? It's mm-hmm. like okay, so like enemies will always be two levels higher than you, or something. Re- yeah, like I don't want it to like yeah. always be like right along with me, but like saying like in this area, you know, the if the default enemy is like level fifteen, yeah, and the dynamic puts them to like within two levels of you, it should be like two levels below up to yeah. like level twenty. Totally. And then they're never going to get higher than level 20, right? Yeah. Something like that. So it's like, okay, yeah. when you come back here, you still feel like, you know, now you're powerful enough to slash through these these dummies. But, yeah. But, you know, but in in normal gameplay, it, they'll be kind of closer to where you're at, you know, f- within that range of, like, you know, the different players and If stuff. we didn't state it clearly, the dynamic difficulty has, like, level scaling with yeah. that. Yeah. If, and if it's it was new unclear to, what we were talking about. Yeah, and it's new to Rebirth. They didn't have it in part one. That's yeah. a brand new thing. So I definitely wanted to... Check that out, see how it was. Because the you know remake part one is a challenging game. Like at yeah, some some yeah, boss oh fights yeah. are really intense. So definitely, I was definitely curious about that. And yeah, just the jolly the jolly vibes of the towns. You know, I love my towns. Real nice. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one more question for you, Huber. Um, yeah. Uh, because this was kind of a criticism that came of the more recent Final Fantasy sixteen. You know, because it went in a more action oriented direction. Yeah. Um, uh, and you kind of, you know, did mention to this to me already. So kind of like, you know, curious to hear you expand upon it a little bit more, kind of like the RPG systems in play in rebirth from the preview yeah. you got to play like the different, like leveling systems that might be There's present. A lot oh, of the whole thing with the bonds, the bonds, right? dude. Yeah. There's so much to level up here social and get invested links, in. Yeah. Yes. Social links. Absolutely. Oh, the more dialogue choices. Dialogue choices. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dialogue choices. The more, yeah, there's like a whole skill tree essentially. Like the more time that you spend with Looks different like the characters, in, uh, 10. oh my god, yeah, the more you like unlock abilities crazy, and though. buffs with those 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 team members. Yeah, 
Level up your weapons, level up your characters, level up your bonds. Girl squad, dude. See you later, Cloud. <laughs> blah, <Yeah>. blah. <laughs> there, is, there is a lot to sink your teeth into, for sure, just from the little bit of this game that I saw. And um, the combat is more com- similar to Remake yep. than, okay. Yep, felt really similar. Uh, still a lot to, to, you know, I hadn't played Remake in a couple years, yeah. so I was like, whoa, okay, I gotta. Yeah. When I was jumping back yeah. into intermission, I was like, all right, okay, yeah, yeah. right. I, but to those bonds, like there are <laughs> combo attacks now, yep. like Chrono Trigger style, like. You, you get know, your combos. Team and ups. Y- yeah, you level up like your, your uh, it's like this other thing you level up with your bonds. Uh, this It looks like a grid sphere, and, you know, you can just get like basic stats there or like tag team moves. Yeah. Nice. And then, of course, you know, I'm just going to be going around collecting Queen's Blood cards. You have to collect the cards, dude. Oh, I'm so stoked about Queen's Blood. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely tease in their footage other, lots of other mini games. We got a glimpse of them. So there's. In the trailer, they showed Chocobo Racing. Chocobo, sorry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to look forward to. Um, but yeah, I think Hubert kind of like wrapped this all up. You, you kind of put it a little bit, you know, succinctly all the stuff that Square Enix has done probably like the last year to make Final Fantasy seven more accessible. The HD re-release of crisis core, mm-hmm. uh, original FF seven is like on everything at this point, yep. no matter what yeah. platform you're on, you have like access to that. Um, the remake, um, and it's DLC is now like pretty much you know of like what more widely available on pc and on playstation 5 and we have advent children readily available advent children getting its first north american theatrical release you know one week yeah. before the yeah. release of rebirth so a sub and a dub version that theater thing. is gonna be electric i have oh, my i have my ticket i am ready to go you have a ticket Nice. I got a ticket. It's like, why? <gasps> why are they doing yeah. this? <laughs> there has to be a reason, right? <laughs> One week so before, right. what's going on here? So my yes, God. it oh does. Yeah, it does really feel like you know whether you know you've been following this or you just want to get into the zeitgeist right now. You know, it's, a, it's like the best time to like just jump in to the world of Final Fantasy VII because of like everything 100%. surrounding it. You just you know wherever your entry point's going to be, you kind of yeah. can't go wrong at this point. Just get ready it for feels a like deep such dive. a special moment in time right now leading up to this. Like there's been so much hype, so much love. Every, everyone is just like collectively holding hands waiting for this game to release. Yeah. That is what it feels like. I'm almost like <laughs> jealous of someone who's never experienced 7 in any way because it's like depending on the kind of person you are, you literally have no wrong choice of how to engage it. Like yeah. you could start with remake. Yeah. You could go back and start with OG and then play remake and then intermission and then crisis core. And then this, mm-hmm. you could just play remake and then rebirth. Like there's no wrong answer. You're going to yeah. get a really unique and amazing experience either way. hundred like, percent. I don't know. It's so, I mean, I know this is a sponsored video and that sounded very sales pitchy, but I honestly think that that's like, kind of neat you could you could choose how to engage with this and and there's no real wrong answer yeah uh it's neat <laughs> i'm so curious i'm so curious about what they're gonna change dude oh yeah. my god well i think that's gonna do it any any other final thoughts or just very excited for february 29th playstation I'm 5 so excited. Yeah. 7 yeah. rebirth coming soon thanks again everyone for joining us and uh until next time take it easy It's upon us, the reunion, when worlds merge. I'm waiting, Cloud.